Hello, you Ketter Jams and Jellies. My name is Emma. And I'm Addie. And welcome back to another episode of That's My Jam. Today we are discussing... The Grishaverse. Instead of Jam. And this is a very special episode because not only are we podcasting, but we are recording the podcast and putting it up on YouTube at Emma's channel. Yes, my channel is Dearest Emma on YouTube. Technically a booktube channel, I guess, Mm -hmm. because I do book content. So, thought we could record this because it kind of fits with with my channel and everything, so. Yeah. Today's an extra special episode. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay, so you got into, you read Shadow and Bone, was it this year or last year? I think it was, it was before the show, so like, like almost maybe a year to six months, something like that, before the show. And you recommended it to me. Because you heard that Six of Crows, the duology of that was really good, mm-hmm. um, and you were like, read the first one, though, to understand the next one. Yeah. So you read them first, and I don't know how- I read the trilogy first. Yes. I blindly recommended you Six of Crows duology without reading it. Right. But, yeah, I read them in 2019, I think. I read the trilogy, and then I was like, it's okay, but it's not amazing. But I read it to get to the duology. And then I bought the duology and proceeded not to read it <laughs> for like another two years. Right. And then I read the trilogy and like it had a, it was really unique world. Mm-hmm. I loved that. And then I got like a little bit fed up with the love triangle, like which we'll talk about. <laughs> yeah. But then Six of Crows like blew my mind. It was so good. So I was like, Emma read this, please. (laughs) Like, please read it. Like, I need someone to talk to about it. And then this was right after, like, King of Scars had come out. So I was like, dope. I just get to, like, keep reading and continue on. And then, yeah, Rule of Wolves happened. And, which is a hard book title to say. Rule of Wolves. (laughs) And it's funny because King of Scars, I remember, came out in 2019 because I was in Sacramento at the time. And it was on, like, they had, like, three copies on this, like, new young adult like, display shelf. And I was like, that's a really cool cover. Yeah. And so I went to pick it up, and I was like, oh, no, this is part of the series (laughs) that I still haven't read. (laughs) And I was like, I have to get through a whole duology before I can even look at King of Scars. Yeah. And (laughs) fast forward to now, and I just finished Rule of Wolves, like, two hours ago. Yeah. (laughs) So even after that revelation, then it took me another two years to read King of Scars, so. Yes. What a fun Um, time for me. But but it's all worth it, because now we get a jam about it. Exactly. Um, And, yeah, Shadow and Bone. We should start at the beginning, I Mm -hmm. think. Um, Shadow and Bone, the first time I read it, yeah, just the world of, like, there's this, like, giant shadow rip in the middle of their country. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the heck? Like, what, how do you, what do you do with that? Yeah. And they're doing the same thing, like, well, what do we, we can't get across, like, without, yeah. And so, yeah, you just follow Alina, and I remember liking Alina, but then anytime there was, like, love triangle stuff, I was, like, just vaguely annoyed with everyone involved. Yeah. (laughs) The audacity of all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I think in the first book, I liked Alina, and then she progressively got more annoying to me. But I also do think if I had read them when they came out 10 years ago, I think I probably would like the trilogy as a whole more than I do. Yes. Like, if I was younger... We were closer to her age. Right. Yeah. Because it definitely has the feel of all those mid-2000s fantasy trilogies Mm -hmm. with, like, 
why is there a love triangle for no reason? The villains kind of like, either their name is really like, kind of not great or like their powers are just kind of like, hey, look at, I don't know, like gimmicky. I don't know. Mm. There's something going on with the mid 2000s. But (laughs) what really got me like invested in it was just how unique the world is, Mm. like everyone's powers and like all the different forms of it and all that. I was like, this world is so big. And so it makes sense to have like more duologies within that world, you know? Yeah. And I remember being surprised by the ruthlessness. Not necessarily from the characters, but, like, from the author. Like, characters are dying left and right. Like, all over the board. Like, I, I remember... I liked, like, Fedor's barely in it. But, like, he's, like, the nice Grisha in the, um, in the little wagon thing. Yeah. Coach. In the coach. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, and he's, like, nice. And then he, like, goes away for a while. And he shows up at the ball. And I was like, oh, it's the nice one. And then... Like, yeah, the next thing you know, like, kind of, like, there's, like, a one sentence, like, during a battle, like, he gets thrown off a roof and he's dead. And I was like, whoa, like, people are dying. And, <laughs> and so... Goodbye, I guess. Yeah, there he goes. And, yeah, like, there was, like, and then the the whole thing with the stag in the mm-hmm. first one. I was thinking, which they kind of did, but, like, she finds the stag and then I thought she was going to realize that, like, oh, she doesn't need to sacrifice it. Like, it'll, like, give it... Yeah. Give its power to her, or, like, because she spared it, or because, like, it senses, like... It's like, oh, it. here. Yeah, like, yeah. nature's on her side. Like, exactly. here's the power. That kind of thing. Um, and then the stag does die, but it's, like, the Darkling's fault. And then... But she gets the power back because she didn't... There was, like, a... They had a moment before yeah. the Darkling killed it. And so, I was like, okay, so maybe the next one, like, will be something similar. And no, they just straight up, like, stab yeah, the Yeah, that's monster. the thing. I think I gave the last two, two out of five stars on Goodreads, because mm-hmm. I could not with... Let's go hunt down another, like, mystical creature yeah. and just murder it. That's <laughs> like, you know. The sea whip was cool, too. I know. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of annoyed because I was like, I'd rather. And that's at the same point that, like, Alina was getting more annoying to me. And mm. I was like, why does she deserve to, like, why do these creatures deserve to, like, have their lives taken away so that she can become more powerful? Yeah. That was kind of sad because all the creatures were really cool. And I was like... That's cool that all these, like, cool things exist in this world, but do we need to murder them so yeah. that a teenage girl can become more powerful? I don't know. I mean, I get, like, it was important that she did. Yeah. To but stop I was like, her? Thing, but- <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> so that, yeah. that really got on my nerves because, yeah, the sea whip thing... I think that was definitely the highlight of the second one. That and Nikolai, but... <laughs> yes. Well, and he's integrated into that. But yeah, yeah that that was... That was cool. That was a cool time. Yeah. I just like all the, like, the, the ocean stuff, I think. Yeah. The ocean trip was cool. Because before that, they were landlocked. Right. Like, literally, basically just at the palace and then, like, up in the cold, mountainy places. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then they're like, oh, we're on the ocean. And there's, like... There's ice floating around. Yeah, like, it was cool. cool. It, like, it definitely yeah. had a whole different feel. And they're stuck on the boat, like, with the Darkling, so it's like, how yeah. is, like, escape cannot be possible. Exactly. And then Nikolai's like, hello. Yes. <laughs> Here I am. And Here I was like, now. hello. Yeah. No. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but back then he was, um, Strom, I can never say his name. I keep calling, I wanted to call him. I think he's Sturmhund. Sturmhund, yeah. And I keep wanting to call him Stormhold, which is, like, not a thing. Mm. But, yeah. Sturmhund. Sturmhund. <laughs> I really like Sabachka better. Well, the puppy nickname. But yeah. No, yeah, when he's when he's the pirate guy, he was he and Tamar and Toya were yeah. just like so cool. And then like immediately like they're like 
challenging Ivan and the Darkling, and you're like, dang. Oh, wait, was it Ivan still? Ivan was still alive then. Maybe. I don't yeah. even know who Ivan is. He's the heartrender. He, like, goes around. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I think he was. Oh, yeah. Because I think he, that's how they were, like, using him against Mal and, um. I think you're right. Tolia and yep. Tamar and all that. Yeah, they're just, he's just, like, this, like, sassy pirate guy. Oh, I'm I like, know. You're sassy the, the Darkling. <laughs> like, he breathed so much fresh air into yes. that trilogy that I was like, thank God. I think he immediately became my favorite character. Yes. Of that trilogy, and I was like, this isn't even his trilogy. And then like, when he, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then when he, like, because at first you're just like, oh, the sassy pirate guy is yeah. great. And, and I then, thought he was just like a... a random side. Yeah, character. like a couple scenes kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, he, like, takes them to, like, meet the client, and they get stopped by the soldiers, and he's just like, oh, I'm Prince Nikolai, and then... Alina's like, they're gonna figure this out. And he's, yeah. they're just like, no, it is. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 really. Um, and then she just straight up decks him. That's, like, my favorite Alina moment. She's just like, nope. And then Mal is upset. He's like, I thought I'd get to punch him. Which is really funny. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that was a great moment. And then he just keeps... The only the only time I didn't like Nikolai was when all of a sudden the love triangle, love triangle has become, like, a rectangle. <sighs> yeah. And he's trying to... He's literally trying kind of to break up Mal and Alina and like keeps he's not listening to her when she's like I'm not gonna marry you I'm Mm -hmm. not gonna whatever and then he like he kissed her in front of everyone because he knew she wouldn't do anything Mm -hmm. until they were alone again and then he was like please don't get upset but I was like you just she's told you time and again yeah and that was really the only time I was like come on Nikolai um but other than that he's a gem like (laughs) he yeah he really is yeah yeah no that was I do remember being annoyed about that though because I was like a triangle's enough. Like, we yeah. don't need a square. And for her. <laughs> there's three people fighting for her? Like, I don't know. I found that a little weird. But also, we need to touch on the whole Darkling Elena fan base. Yeah. I do not understand, and I find it disturbing. <laughs> that's all That's all I need to say. Yeah, because he is, he is manipulative. He's so creepy. And he's very creepy. And he's, like, thousands of years old. I was about to say, the age gap of the the century. (laughs) Because it is centuries. Yeah. And um, I think, I don't know, like, yes, he's described as being, like, pretty hot. But, I don't know, I think it's just... And, like, I do think, having reread this really recently, that I do think he does love her, but it's not... it's, It's come out of loneliness, she's the only one that's like him, so he's like, okay, well then this is mm. the one that I need to, like, be with. And I don't think fair. It's, I don't think it's about her. And and I think he's just a little bit, like, desperate for someone. And obviously that love is not manifesting itself well because he's still putting himself first and, like, he's still, like, not listening to what she wants. He doesn't respect her and, and all this. So, no, it's definitely not a good relationship at all. I, um, I hate it so much. And that's one thing I really loved about the show that is that one... I love all the characters so much more in this in the show. I think just because those actors are amazing and like they just brought something. I think also it helps that now it's not just Alina's perspective; it's like multiple different viewpoints. Definitely, that helps because um, it lets you understand Mal a bit more. But also, yeah, like there's just they added a lot to it. Mm-hmm. But I love when they do the amplifier for the stag in the show. Mm-hmm. It's literally like coming out of yeah. her, and not just a necklace, because that it just That's so cool. Yeah, and it so visually represents that like how the Darkling is like imposing his will on people. Oh, I know. Yeah, like he literally like it's disturbing. Stuck something into her like underneath her skin, and is like that's that's permanent. That's your You're problem. Welcome. Yeah, that's your. <laughs> 
that's your problem now. And yeah, and it just shows like how much he's using her, regardless of what his feelings for her are. Yeah, I guess, like, I see where he's coming from with her, but I think I was annoyed that, like, she she didn't just smack him and be like, no. So I feel like he's, like, almost like the bad boy kind of, like, thing. And I'm like, let's not. Like, (laughs) there's a time and a place for that, but he's a little too far on the bad side. And he's not really a boy anymore. No, he's a (laughs) thousand-year-old man. (laughs) So he's just a bad man. Yes. And that's not what we want. Yeah, no, that is not what we want. So... But then it is hard, like you said, like, Mal, I never, because, like, going into Shadow and Bone, I'd already heard, like, seven years worth of people complaining about Alina and Mal, Mm. but people really didn't like Mal, like, from what I had heard. And so, I don't know if it was just because I went in expecting to not like him, but he didn't really bother me. And so, it's like, in comparison, I'm like, why is there this triangle with the Darkling and Mal? Clearly pick Mal. (laughs) Like, (laughs) clearly. Um, but I do think that's what the show does really well, is having his perspective and stuff, I feel like definitely makes Mal more interesting. And Alina a lot more likable, too, honestly. I think having the show for that trilogy was a really good idea. Because yeah. I, I feel like it, it gets rid of some of, like, the mid-2000s kind of things that don't, haven't aged that well, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And kind of breathes some fresh air into into it. Yeah. Plus, the girl, the girl who plays Alina is amazing. Yes! She's awesome. Yeah. I had my... So my mom watched the show with me because she's read all the books because I made her so she can watch the show with me. Um, and then my dad, he's not much of a reader, so... But I, after we, I watched it with my mom, I was like, do you think dad would like this? And she's like, yeah, we can try it. So my dad went to watch it with us. And he's never read the books. I made sure not to tell him anything because I just wanted to see, yeah. like, what he thought. And he, like, from the beginning was like, she shouldn't be trusting this Darkling guy. And I was like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, his um, name. <laughs> that's what gets me. It's yeah. like, the villain's literally named the Darkling. Yeah. Like, okay. There's that. Okay. Um, but then, like, and I was, like, trying to tell, like, trying to see if my dad was, like, because, like, the effects are good and the acting's good. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, okay, like, are you watching this show because you want to or because I'm, like, like, right. you know, like do you feel watching? pressured? Yeah. yeah. And he was, like, and I was, so I was trying to tell him. I didn't ask him because I knew he would, he would just say, yeah, let's just keep watching. Yeah. Um, but then we were, it was, like, the next day and we were going to come back and watch some more. And my mom was, like, I don't even remember, like, where we left off. And my dad was, like, oh, well, they're trying to get across the shadow fold. And I was, like, he's using the terminology. Like, he's in it. He's excited about this. Like, he knows what's going on. Um, and, yeah, he was, like, this is pretty good. So, yeah, I think, yeah, the show came in at a, at a much higher quality than I uh, originally expected, I think, just because yeah, same. I didn't know how popular this series was because I'm an old lady who doesn't really use the internet for things. But Yeah, I mean, if I had read it sooner, I think you would have read it sooner. Yeah. But because I took so long to read it and then recommended <laughs> it to you ten years after it came out, then we both ended up late to the whole Yeah, thing. we're late to the party. Yeah. But. but, I mean, back in those days, I was like, I only have room in my heart for Hunger Games. Mm. I can't, I can't think of another mm. trilogy. I can't open my heart. <laughs> so, because I remember seeing them, like, in stores and stuff. And yeah. I was like, hmm. And then I just never did anything. <laughs> but yeah, I... Adrian watched the show, but he hasn't read it, but I don't think I prefaced anything, but I did, like, provide some more info at times for things. Mm-hmm. But my dad watched the- because I watched the show late, because I was still trying to finish Six of Crows. <laughs> and I 
I don't know. After hearing a couple things about the show, I was like, I'm not, like, super... Like, it wasn't high on my priority list. But my dad had watched it right when it came out. Mm. And he has no... No, he read the first one. He read Shadow and Bone. Just to get, like, a little feel for, like, the world and stuff before he watched the show. And... Or actually might have been in the opposite order. I think he watched the show and then read the first book. (laughs) But anyway, he really, really liked it. And he was like, it was, like, a really fun, like, fantasy thing. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool, too, that they didn't make it so... Like, it makes it more accessible to everybody to be able to go into it blind and still enjoy it, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool, too. Like, it's not super, like, niche where you have to have all this info before going in, you know? Yeah. Like, if you watch the show first and then go read the book, I think you'll be a bit disappointed only because you don't get everyone's perspective. And that was really my favorite part of it. Um, Right. Because, like you said, when I first read it, Mal didn't bother me necessarily, but I do remember, like, wishing, like, I knew what this guy's mindset was. Yeah. Because Alina doesn't know. And we only get, like, it's hard at times to, like, read around Alina to figure out what's going on with him. But yeah, there were there were a couple times where I was like just talk to each other. Like be honest yep. and then we're going to be communication okay. yeah. can solve so many <laughs> things. But then would it be a trilogy? Yeah. If yeah. they actually communicated, it'd be a lot shorter. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree yeah. because I I think that's why I was surprised he bothered so many people in the book because mm. I was like you don't even really get to know him that well. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It'd be different if like here's all this info on him and <laughs> Because of all these facts, then I can decisively say that I don't like him or whatever. Mm. I was like, he's kind of, he's there. And he does, like, I feel like some of the ways he reacts to things maybe gets annoying to people. But I also feel like I can see where he's coming from. And it's because we don't get his perspective of it that it can seem, I don't know, where it's like, why are you you reacting this way? Or like, freaking out about this or that. So Like the first time he, in the book when he shows up at the winter party thing. Like she just does the demonstration of like the light right, right. and the powers. And then he shows up and he gets angry because she's fine. Yeah. And she's like looking good, looking healthy, the best she's ever looked. And he's just like... How dare you? Like what? And, <laughs> and yeah, like there, I think there was one line that's like about he was worrying her about her. But they don't even... That's the other thing. They don't discuss the letters really. Like, she knows that he didn't get them, but it doesn't really say that he's written to her, which in the show is clear that, yeah. like, he has been. And their letters, that was the other thing, is, like, their letters that they wrote to each other were so, like, in sync without even them getting to read each other's letters. Mm. Like, they were saying, like, almost the exact same, like, sentiments and stuff, and I was like, dang, soulmates, but... <laughs> That's cool, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, when he shows up and he's upset, and it's like, I don't know, it made me think of, like, when a kid gets lost in the mall and the mom is, like freaked out and then like is like upset like where's the kid and then like you know she finds him and then like she's upset like where did you go like why did you run away from me but then the kid's like my mom's mad at me but it's like no she was worried and like right and so then when you're fine it's like that's the reaction is anger and not like not necessarily like happiness relief and yeah relief. yeah I mean, there's relief, but, like, also, wah, like, all of the adrenaline Because he's a teenage boy. Yeah. Like, let's not judge them for having weird teenage reactions to things or, like, not thinking things through. I feel like that's part of it, too. I'm like, they're teenagers. They do dumb things sometimes, though. Yeah. Yeah. And then his frustration once they get to the palace is, like, both of them are at the palace now because she's going to lead the army. Which is one of the times I did really, really like Alina. Like, she's like, okay, Nikolai's told me about, like, how I should, like, give me pointers on how to be a leader. She's like, I saw how the Darkling led and, like, and all this. So, like, I'm going to try it out. And then she tries and then just, like, puts a cut through the ceiling and then walks away because the Grisha bot annoyed her. And she's like, I don't think that went well. And he's like, no, that, that went pretty good. <laughs> like, you intimidated them. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, that was really funny. But, like, yeah, like, he's... 
he's like, okay, we have to do this because Alina needs to do it. We mm-hmm. can't just run off now. Like, we have to, like, fight the Darkling. Um, but now there's not really a role for him anymore. And Nikolai is actively like, you need to, like... Yeah. Mm, Goodbye. Move on, move away kind of thing. So I can see why that would be frustrating for him. But yeah, again, like you've, like you've said, we don't really get to see some of that. Because mm-hmm. it's all Alina's perspective. And then, yeah, and then Nikolai, he just, like, always has something up his sleeve. Like, the flying ship. Mm-hmm. Like, he's built a flying ship in this universe. And then multiple ones. Yeah. And then that's their escape route from the castle. And then once they, like, you know, he, like, rescues them from those random army people after, like, the fall of the, the palace. Like, they meet up with him again because he's like, oh, yeah, we found out where you were. And, like, we saved you from being, like, dragged back to the Darkling. Anyway, here's my secret mountain base that I've had this whole time. Yeah. Been, it's been furbished for at least two years. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Nikolai. Always like, prepared. Yeah, and he's also been secretly a pirate for how many years now? Like, the boy's nuts. Yeah. Um, he has, I don't know how he manages his time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time management had to have happened yeah. for, like... Time management goals, for sure. Yeah, and he's, like, paying someone to, like, pretend to be him in Ketterdam. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, this is nuts. Yeah. But, yeah, and then, so I was so excited. Like, we're back with Nikolai, right? He's got his elevator that he uses to freak people out, like, in the mountain base. And he's got Bagra out. He got the king and queen. And he's like, okay, we've got spies coming in telling us where things are. And, like, we're figuring out where the Darkling is. we got a game plan, all this. And then the Darkling shows up. And Nikolai almost instantly gets turned into, like a shadow monster person. And I was like, first of all, I thought he was going to die. And then he didn't. Yeah, I thought he was going to. He just flaps away with his, like, shadow wings. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) He's just, like, a gargoyle now? Like, out there somewhere? I was like, that storyline is, that needs to come to a conclusion at some point. But, like, what a crazy storyline. Like, he's gone. And they're like, well, our priority now is to, like, go find the Firebird. Yeah. So Nikolai's just out there. (laughs) He's just running rampant through the country. And it's like, whoa. And he comes back, he, like, you know, shows up every now and then, but he's very much like a gargoyle still. And it it made me sad, because, like, he doesn't get to be sassy when he's a gargoyle. He's just sad. Yeah. And that was a sad time. So I kind of wish he'd been in it a little bit more, but I also don't know. I do think that definitely helps set up for King of Scars, which we'll get to later. Well, and you wonder, like, was King of Scars planned? Yeah, that's true. Or is it because he became such a surprisingly, I would assume for her, surprisingly popular character that Mm -hmm. it's like, oh. Because it does, like, hint at some stuff, but I don't know. The fact that he's not in it as much as he could have been makes me wonder if... It was very much like a surprise, like, oh, wow. And she she made him well-rounded enough in Shadow and Bone that you can easily do a duology out of it. But I don't know how much of that was actually planned. Yeah. Because I feel like he was definitely, like, a scene stealer in in the last two, you know? He was. Um, Yeah, I wonder... I mean, she does does wrap up the trilogy in a way that it could be perceived as, like, a full ending. Yeah. And what a plot twist at the end. Sorry, not to get off Nikolai just yet, but, like, plot twist of, like, what the actual third amplifier is. Right. Was nuts. And I was like, and they're like, yeah, it's Mal because of this complicated backstory about Bagra and Morozova. And it's like, okay, so Mal's the third amplifier. So, and she's like, yeah, I might have to kill my boyfriend and wear his bones onto a battlefield. And I'm like, okay, dope. But... (laughs) But sorry, Dark power, but also I'm sorry, <laughs> very sorry for you. Um, what a unique problem you have. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay, well, if obviously now that it's out there, I was like, I feel like she has to go through with this. The author 
It's like with yeah. the, the checkoff, like, if you have a gun on stage, the gun must be fired at some point in the show. So I was like, okay, well, you've put this out there that she might have to use Mal's bones as an amplifier. And my first thought was, like, is it going to be, like, the sag where it's, like, he she wouldn't have to kill him? Right. That's what I thought. she, like, plunged the knife into his chest. And I was like, mm, we're going in. Yep. <laughs> Literally. So, <laughs> so then I was like, well, does he get to come back from this then? And yeah, I thought was, maybe he wouldn't because I was like that would break from the mold a little bit. He actually didn't, I, but I wasn't mad that he did. But yeah, she gave a good explanation as to why he did. Yeah, it wasn't just like oop resurrection. <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, it was like yeah. oh this makes sense. Like it's cool. And then there's more sun summoners, which I totally forgot until I was in like halfway through King of Scars and they like mentioned like a sun summoner. I was like oh shoot, that's I know. Right. And then by the final book, it's like mentioned every five seconds. Yeah, like, they're everywhere. Yeah, and I was like oh. That's yeah, right. That's a thing. <laughs> there is multiple. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Alina and Mal get to go be anonymous, which I think is what they both really always wanted. Yeah. Like, I really did... I really did <laughs> like the ending of that trilogy. Like, I was happy for them. Yeah. And then and Misha got to go with them. Mm-hmm. Little boy. That was nice. And yes. the cat. <laughs> yes. On cat. Yeah, that was cool. I was glad that they got a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was glad that... You know, she didn't become a general or, like, become a queen. Not because, like, I think just because it's so very clear throughout the whole trilogy that both of them, like, just want to rest. Right. Yeah. Like, Alina does want power, but I feel like it was just because, like, she used to repress it so much that now that she was, like, healthy and could use it and she's like, I have power. And that's also something that they never really had. Like, they were orphans and then they were, like, forced to go, like, join the army or, like, become a map maker and, like, all that. Yeah, they were drafted, right? Like, that was... I think so. Okay, I was yeah. pretty sure. Sorry. And then I said it. I was like, were they forced or is that just, like, the No, I thing? think they were. Yeah, they are drafted. Yeah. Um, and so they were like, yeah, like, like we all of these things. And then she's like, oh, now I'm forced to go be a Grisha, like, off in the palace. And, like, so, like, she's like, I have power and then, like, I want to make sure I'm never in the position of powerlessness again. So, yeah, so... She did want power, but I think it was kind of... And she was always worried about becoming another Darkling Mal. Yeah. And I do think... I don't think it's bad that she ended up without power again, because, like, she found a different kind of power. Right. Like, not to get too cheesy with it, but, like... Yeah, and I mean, she's happy. Yeah, and she's happy, and that was... I mean, she did enough. She deserves to rest. (laughs) She saved the entire, like, country. She's fine. Yeah, she's fine. She deserves retirement. Yeah. Yeah. And she had to, like... Yeah, if everyone knew she had lived, she would, like been bothered by everyone all the time. So yes, Shadow and Bone wrapped up nicely, and then Six of Crows came out, the duology, which is pretty much unconnected. Yeah, as I was reading it, I was like, you really could read it without reading the trilogy. Like, I had always heard you had to read the trilogy first or whatever, and I think (laughs) just looking up summaries of what the first three books were about, I think... Would have been fine. Like, to me, there wasn't enough that you'd miss out on from the original trilogy that you would be like, wow, here's a hundred things that (laughs) I didn't fully piece together because I hadn't read Shadow and Bone yet. Like, it definitely feels like a very, like, it's its own little duology. Like, because all of the main characters are new. I don't know. It just felt very much its own little thing. Yeah. It's in a different location. Well, two different locations, which are very aesthetically different than Ravka. I do think... I'm, I'm glad I did read it before, sorry, Shadow and Bones before Six of Crows, only because there's the chapter where Sturmhund, Sturmhund? Yeah. Sturmhund? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and then Zoya and Gen, Genya? I think it is Genya. Dang. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I keep want to say Genya. It's because the audiobook that I was listening to for Rule of Wolves said Genya. Okay, they'll know. 
<laughs> and I was like, okay, I believe you. But yeah. it was hard because in my head, this entire series, I've been saying Genya. Okay. I think I was always saying Genya, and then I don't know why I got confused in my brain recently. I think I confused you. Probably. <laughs> so you're welcome. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, like, they, those three show up. Mm-hmm. And, and Nina mentions Zoya every now and then. But I just love the fact that Stromhund's there, and Kaz immediately is like, so you're like the prince, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, he just, like, knows, like, and it's great, and I just love that. Because no one else has ever guessed that, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's so Kaz. Yeah. Yeah. So the main characters, I really like how everyone, which I think, sorry, okay, I think Shadow and Bone did this to some extent with their main characters, like, making them flawed and, like, a little bit great to the point that we're, like, questioning some of their choices or, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I didn't like that they... Yeah, they're not, like, perfect. Yeah, like, I didn't like that they did this, but I think Six of Crows does it better. Oh, yeah. Because... Yep. (laughs) They're so very gray, and, I mean, their main goal in the first book... Is to commit a crime. Is to commit a crime for money. Like, no political alliances. Like, no, that's... There's no saving of the kingdom or anything. They're, like... We're gonna make some Kruga. And it's like, okay, let's go. And I do think it's, like, one of the best examples of, like, a found family. Yes. Yeah, it's just, oh, they're... <laughs> and there's so many characters. Yeah. But it's not overwhelming. And even though the second one focuses more on some of them that didn't get as much focus in the first one, still just with the first one, like, everyone's pretty well flushed out for yeah. how many characters there are. And how much plot's happening. Yeah. You know, like, that balance is really good, but there's just, their friendships are just so <laughs> wholesome. Yes. And I love it. And yeah, like you said, like, the vibes, to me, it has, like, a very, like, Tim Burton kind of, like, mm. vibe, like, aesthetically. I could see that. With, like, everything's just, like, gray and dingy and kind of creepy, and Kaz's whole aesthetic is just everything, and I love him. <laughs> Yeah, he's, oh god, he's so much like Nikolai. It's really funny. But, like, on the opposite of, like, Nikolai's very sunshiny, Mm -hmm. outwardly. And Kaz is very, Broody and... Broody and... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no. And then, but they're so... Grumpy. They get each other. Mm Mm-hmm. And... I feel like they would be best friends. But I think have if to you stop. locked them in a room for yeah. long enough, they'd yeah. come out as besties. They yeah, but they have to stop manipulating each other. Yeah. First. But I um, think eventually it would just require Kaz to like open up. Yeah. Which he doesn't. Which I feel do like often. <laughs> no, he does for he will he'll open up around a nege a little bit. Yeah. But it is like pulling teeth. Yeah. Um, and he d- still doesn't like completely like admit things. Mm-hmm. You're a solid investment in edge. It's like Let's try that again. Yeah. Like, what did you really mean? I think about you meant that? I love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is so funny, like, with his perspective. Like, when you're in his POV and he's just, like, you know, waxing poetic about Inej and you're just like, say that to her. Yeah. Stop. Like, he avoids her on the ship for two days after she's better. Doesn't even ask how she is. And he walks over and he's like, here's the, the ice court plans for you to go over. And she's like, I'm doing well, thank you. And I'm like, you tell him, Inej. Like, <laughs> this guy. Yeah. But yeah, and then you know he's been thinking about her this entire yeah. time in his head. But then she doesn't know that. Yeah, because he won't say it. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, but he should communicate better. But yeah, Nikolai and him. I would ha- I would love to see them play, like, chess or something against each yes. other. Like, it'd be hilarious. It would be. Yeah. yeah, and I also love... Well, I don't love it for them, but generally <laughs> how everyone has, like, this tragic backstory mm-hmm. that gets, like, slowly revealed over time. Like, I'm not happy that they all had tragic backstories, but... <laughs> Um, I don't know. I feel like the way 
you learn about them manages to not be info dumpy. Yes. For how many characters you have to learn about. That's one thing I really love about her writing style is in the duology, she makes you want to learn more about like what's like she gives you enough that you're curious and then yeah. she times it so you get the information you need exactly when you need like right. it's supposed to happen. So like when they're breaking into the ice core and they stop the transport of wagon full of prisoners and they're gonna, like, get... Yeah. And they get in, and then, like... And you already kind of know that, like, Kaz had someone named Jordy. And I think by that point we already know he was... It was his brother. I think so, yeah. Um, and something, like, he died somehow, and we don't know how. And Kaz has a vendetta against Pekka Rollins. We don't know why. And he doesn't take off his gloves around anyone except Inej, and we don't know why. Yeah, that was kind of the thing... Yeah. ...that I was wondering for so long mm-hmm. in that first one. I was like, why does he always work? Yeah. I must know. And then, like... And, yeah, and then it gets revealed at, like, the perfect time that, like, fits into what's happening. Like, he faints, and you're like, what the heck? And then, yeah, the next chapter begins... Like, he faints at the end of the chapter. The next chapter is the backstory of, like, all of that information that you needed to know. And it's... It's dark. It's dark, That's another thing, like, I feel like Crooked Kingdom... Crooked Kingdom. It's because I'm staring right at Crooked Kingdom. (laughs) That duology is, like, also just more dark... Mm-hmm. In general, I think, than any of the other ones. Like, not only, like, aesthetically, but, like, I don't know. There's just some, like, really, like, dark things going on. Yeah. Or, like, their backstories mm-hmm. or, I don't know, their, like, the plot as well, too. Like, so many, so many people that had to die. And yeah. I'm just like, wow. Like, this is not a lighthearted time. Yeah. But it manages to still be funny because there's a lot of really fun interactions, (laughs) yeah, between characters that is just, like, I love it. It honestly had the perfect perfect balance for me between plot and character. Yeah. Because for fantasy, I really don't like it to be too plot-heavy. And there wasn't one character in this duology that I didn't like. Like, they were all good. There was just some I liked more. I, w- I just got so excited when, like, they'd go out and do something and then, like, two of them would come back and you get, like, a whole chapter of, like, just a conversation that they're having. Yeah. And uh, it was just so good. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, Jesper is so oh. funny. Yes. And, I don't know, just all their interactions. And then, like, you know, some of them are closer with certain ones in the group yeah. than others. And that was all cool. And everyone have their own special, like, unique ability thing that they brought to the table and, like, all these different backstories and it was just so good. Yeah. It was such a good time. I love Nina and Inej. Their friendship's the best. Like, when Nina heals Inej and then she, like, from the dock fight and then Inej wakes up on the ship and Nina, they're just chatting and, like, you know, trying to, like, Nina's filling her in and, like, trying to make her feel better about stuff and then, like, she starts singing because Inej, like, I don't want to go back to sleep and so yeah. she's like, well, I, like, she's like, sing something and she's like, you don't want me to, but I will. And she, yep. <laughs> she's, like, a bad singer and, like, yeah, like, they're just, and then there's, they're, they talk about, like, um, she's like, where's Kaz? Like, Kaz, like, called me an investment and she's like, Kaz is dumb. And yeah. she's like, well, how's Matthias? Like, Matthias is also dumb. Yeah. It's, like, it's just, like, some good <laughs> Good time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, I love Jesper and Inej, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you also get to see it on the ship a little bit. Because they both have that conversation where they're, like, walking around the ship, and then he's trying to lie to her and be like, yeah, Kaz saw you every day, and she's like, you are lying yeah. to me. Yeah. And he's just like, well, I tried. <laughs> yeah, I was and trying then, to make you feel better yeah, about it. Okay. Then, and I think he said, like, Kaz doesn't deserve you, and she's like, doesn't deserve you either. And then I'm just like, you guys. Yep. They're great. Inej, in general, is, like, probably... See, it's so hard to pick. A I was favorite. about to say, is Inez your favorite out of, she, the, out of that duology? 
I just I think she's the one that I want the best for. <laughs> That's fair. Like I want her yeah. to be happy and I want her like to succeed in life. <laughs> yeah. Like I and because she, she's just like so compassionate towards all of them. Yeah. And forgiving of them and she's just like such a good person and I just want her to be happy. But I think there are others that make me laugh more maybe or others that I'm like whenever yeah. they're there I'm like sweet we're in I there, mean baby. they're all good. Yeah, they're all great. <laughs> yeah. Um Wylan has a soft spot in my heart just because Oh, me too. He's... And I'm so happy because <laughs> he really stood out to me in Six of Crows, mm-hmm. but I was sad we didn't get more of him. Yeah. And then he was so much part of Crooked Kingdom that I was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think he might be my second favorite. After Kaz. After Kaz. Because Jesper used to be my favorite. Or no, Wylan used to be my favorite. But now I think that I've read everything. I think Kaz is my favorite. Like, the excitement I got later with Kaz. Like, I was like, if this was Wylan, I mean, that wouldn't fit in the plot anyway. But you know what I mean. Like, if, if someone else, if almost anyone else unexpectedly had, like, cameoed in the King of Scars duology... I don't think I would have been as excited. So I was like, that's probably an indication that Kaz is my favorite. Right. So, yeah, I think he's my favorite. But, like I said, they're all... They're all... And they all have their moments, too. Like, especially in Six of Crows, like, when you're just starting to learn about everybody, I swear, like, every three chapters, I'd be like, oh, I think Nina's my favorite. (laughs) Like, they all had some really good moments. And they're all, like... They're just all so badass that it's like... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They really are. Um, there wasn't anyone's POV that I was like, ugh, let's just move along already. <laughs> I was like, that's good. Yeah. Plus, like you said, it's fun because you'd have, like, the same sort of scene that would be moving along, but it'd carry over between chapters, so you get to see other people's perspectives mm-hmm. of, like, all the other characters and, like, what they're thinking about everybody else. And I was like, the dynamic yeah. is just so good. <laughs> that's really, that's another thing I really like about how she does the point of view stuff because like yeah like you said like you get a more well-rounded picture of everyone mm-hmm. like we know how they all see Kaz and then we get to right. see like how that is contra- contrasted with how Kaz actually is or how um, Kaz thinks that they see him yeah that too yeah there's levels upon levels yep. going on um inception <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and then you get to see like and then i think you also get to see it with Matthias and Nina because mm-hmm. they start off very antagonistic towards each other but in their own, like, Heads. POVs, yeah. it's, like, you can see Mat- Matthias especially, like, fighting it. Like, he likes her. And yeah. he kind of, he's starting to like the crows. But he's trying not to because he's, like, trying to tell himself that, like, it's not going to work out. Yeah. Or they're against everything that he's been taught. So I think Matthias of the crows might have been my least favorite. Only because, I mean, he's not immediately down with crime. <laughs> Which the rest of them kind of are. Or at least they have been doing it longer. Yeah. Wylan is kind of, like, on the same Wylan's end Wylan's as... just a cinnamon roll. <laughs> but he, he's a dark cinnamon roll. Because, mm-hmm. like, he makes comments and stuff about, like, you know, like, well, we can wake these guys up before we murder them. And just I also like, like how he's... Yeah. He's not as talkative as the yeah. others, but when he does talk, he says some gems like what you just said. Yeah. Like, or, like, it was like, why were you thinking this? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like Wyland. Yeah, Wyland, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. He, he's, yeah, he's so funny. And then, like, he starts to, like, starts to be a bit more like the, like, he starts to think more like the others. Yeah. Um, but when he finds his friends. Yeah. And he never had friends before, and it's really cute. I um, know. <laughs> yeah, and so he, but he's also, like, okay, so, like, when Kaz gets Uman from the docks, mm-hmm. the guy who stabbed Inej, and he drags him onto the ship, right, and they're sailing out, and he tells Uman to, like, tell him how they knew they'd be at the docks, like, yeah. who's the leak in the organization kind of thing. 
and Uman's not going to tell him. And so Kaz, like, rips out his eyeball. And then Uman tells him what he wants to know. And then Kaz still dumps him over the boat mm-hmm. and, like, into the ocean to kill him kind of thing. And Wylan's like, dude, he told us. Like, what are you doing? And then Jesper's like, do not, like, argue with Kaz right now. <laughs> no, like, it's not the time. He just ripped out a guy's eyeball. Yeah. And Wylan's like, that's not how, like, you should treat people. Like, you broke your word and all this. Um, and Kaz is basically like, Wylan, like, get out of my way right now. Like, I cannot talk to you. But the fact that Wylan still confronted him about it is, he's just so much stronger than people initially think. Yeah. But, yeah, like, he's kind of, like, him, Inej, and Matthias are kind of, like, on the side of, like, morality. But Inej has bent those rules. Mm -hmm. Um... Because of the circumstances, and because, like, this is, like, what she has to do, and then she makes, she atones for that in her own way. And Wylan, I mean, you can kind of tell, like, he doesn't want to be a criminal. Like, yeah. that's not, but he's like, but my friends are, so, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm here. Like, these are the best people I know. I love them. Like, I'm gonna, like, help them not get caught, kind of thing. Yeah. And Matthias doesn't want any part of this, and so that's, like, part of the reason, because at first, like, he's not quite part of the group. He yeah. doesn't want to be. But I do like his character. No, I definitely think his character's needed. Yeah. Like, he's almost kind of, like, in a comedy, like, the straight character. Yes. And I do think his character's necessary. I just think it's natural for a lot of readers, like, he would be their least favorite. Just yeah. Just because... But, I, like I said, I do think he needs to be there. He was just definitely my, my least favorite, and I think he would have bothered me less, maybe, if he wasn't tied with Nina. I just thought Nina was way too good for him on, like, a variety of levels. <laughs> and so... That kind of bothered me, because I was like, him? But I do get why he's there, and he provides a really interesting perspective and everything. Yeah, and I like that he's a character that, like, is relearning what he was taught growing up. Right. Because I think that's... I think a lot of times in media and books, there's, like, redemption arcs Mm -hmm. for, like, villains. But Matthias isn't a villain. Yeah. Necessary. Well, I mean... Against the... Against against the Grisha, maybe you could see him as, like, a villain, but, like... He's more of a henchman. <laughs> well, yeah, and but, he's a product of his environment. Yeah, yeah, and then you get to see him realize that, like, okay, what I've been told and what I grew up learning isn't the only perspective, right. and he's, like, seeing things from a new way, and then Nina, too, a little bit, because initially they saw each other as enemies, and then she yeah. learns more about him, and, like, she finds good things to like about him and where he comes from, mm-hmm. but, yeah, it's that's a cool thing to see. And it is interesting because... His country and his whole backstory ties so well into the King of Scars duology. Yeah. That it's like, you have more insight into all these wars that are going on Mm -hmm. because of the perspective you've had from Matthias and that duology. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he served, like, a greater purpose, too, I think, of, like, giving more insight into into that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. So I was like... Because if we'd gone into King of Scars without having had any real insight into Fierda... Yeah. Like, Nina, too, wouldn't have been able to, like, understand stuff about Hana. Like, right, Hana and she's from. such a big character. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of, like, Fierda stuff in that duology mm-hmm. that I was like, I'm, I am retroactively, like, really glad Matthias was there. Yeah. To, like, give that kind of intro. Yeah. But I was still, I was not that sad when he died. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I had heard, like, I have such a bad memory that... I'll, like, remember knowing that I saw a spoiler at some point, mm. but if I hadn't read the series, it's, like, I didn't know who they, who the name was or, like, so it just goes right over my head. But I remember knowing that someone had died in Crooked Kingdom 
And as I was reading through Six of Crows, for some reason, I was like, I, I think it's a guy. But I had no idea which one. And I was like, I really, really like Kaz, Jesper, and Wyland. So I really hope it's not them. And I was so scared. And yeah, so I was like, in a way, relieved that it was Matthias. But I was really sad because I like Nina so much. Yeah. And I was like, I felt so bad for her. Yeah. But... In the long run, like, yeah, Matthias was definitely a necessary character. Um, yeah. He was just kind of a Debbie Downer at times, yeah. too. Whereas, like, he, all the yeah. other ones, like, are having their amazing conversations and all this stuff, and he's just, like, there saying something. Grumpy. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, bye. But <laughs> I do... I respect he, him. He does get the moment of the my ghost that won't associate with your ghost. Yes. <laughs> Which is great. That was a great moment. I love that. Yeah. Um, and then, like, he's funny in his head sometimes. Like, you get to see him... He does like them. He just doesn't yeah. always say it. Like... Um, I think he might warm up to Inej first, is kind of, and Wylan, but, like, yeah, he likes Jesper, too. Like, mm-hmm. he has the whole line about, like, Nina and Jesper could, like, flirt their way, like, across the continent. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> Plus, it yeah. is interesting because he's new to their group. Yeah. And we're new to their group. So it's cool to see him, like, learning more about them and mm-hmm. He's all that figuring kind of out stuff. dynamics and yeah. helping us figure that out, too. So, yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, I, I don't think I knew someone was gonna die, but when it happened, and it was, like, a real death, Mm -hmm. like, there wasn't a way he was gonna come back, kind of thing. It wasn't, Um, like, a mouse situation. I was, like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was, like, it makes sense that it's Matthias. Yeah, it does. Of the ones that are there. I mean, she could have killed off Kawhi, but that wouldn't really have had, like, an emotional impact on the group Really? No, and I was like, if I've seen so many spoilers knowing someone died, I was like, I don't think it's him. Because he's not, like, a main one. Yeah. And, yeah, it wouldn't have had... And he's so... Such an impact. He's so antagonistic, kind of. Yeah. I mean, like, but in a very passive way. Like, he just pretends... Yeah, I liked him. I did, too. He just pretends, like, he doesn't speak their language, Mm -hmm. so he doesn't have to talk to anyone. I was, like, really Um, cool. Yeah, and also smart, because he's just like, I get an eavesdrop on all of you. Exactly. You leave me alone. And then he just, like, he's constantly, like, flirting with Jesper a little bit, Mm -hmm. like, regardless of the fact that, like, Wyland's right there. And then, like... He straight up just, like... He literally doesn't care. No! Like, he does not care what people think about him. Yeah, it's, it's really funny. Um, and then there's the, the kiss scene. Oh, God. <laughs> Which, like, okay, so when I was reading that, I was like, it's really weird that Wylan isn't talking. And I was like, by the second time he didn't say anything, I was like, I don't think this is Wylan. And then he's by the piano, but I was like, I don't mm-hmm. think it's Wylan. And then Jesper, like, kisses him, and he's like, it doesn't feel right. I was like, okay. (laughs) And then, like, the other Kawhi is standing in the doorway, and then he's just like, shoot, that's Wylan. Like, I just kissed Kawhi. (laughs) Who's just like, all right. (laughs) He just didn't say a a word. Nope. And he, like... I don't know. Like, he was just, like, from the beginning, like, I'm gonna see where this goes. Exactly. Like, like he, what the heck? He, he knew that he was mistaking him. Yeah. But it's like, no, I'm just gonna let it play out. What a He's tool. opportunistic. Yeah, he's <laughs> a friggin' tool. But yeah, and then he, like, tries one last time to get Jesper to go with him to Ravka. Mm-hmm. He's just like, we can learn about our powers together. And Wyland's like, I will toss you in this canal. Get out of here. Yeah, that was great. I kind of wanted him to show up. A l- they mentioned him in King of Scars. Yeah. But I kind of wanted just to see, like, where he's at, how he's doing, if he's still <laughs> such a tool. Yeah. Or if he's <laughs> gotten any better. But <laughs> but yeah, he's... What a, what a time. Yeah. Um, 
Ugh, literally every single one of those characters is so good. That that was the other thing. Sorry. Um, Wylan spends so much more time with Kawhi's face than with his own. Yeah. And I remember being really surprised by that because, like, I mean, it, you find out at the end of the first book that he's been magicked, small scienced yeah. <laughs> to look like um, Kawhi, and then he in the sorry in the second the first part of the second book. I was like, okay, so they're gonna, like, find a way to switch him back. Yeah, I if, didn't think it would last that yeah, long. Yeah, I was like, if Nina can't do it, they'll go find a different, like, heart render or tailor to, like, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't. And, like, he's just, like, <laughs> he's, he's just, just, like, stuck as Kawhi. And then, yeah. yeah, I was really surprised about that. And then it was cool that, like, Jenya and Zoya were there. And then, like, Jesper's the one who's kind of like, no, no, his, like, eyes are a little bluer. And, like, I was like, that's Yeah, really, I know. That's so cute. It is cute. But it makes me wonder how they're gonna do that in the show. Because I kind of think that maybe won't have it last as long. Yeah. Only because we're there. F- I mean, I hope they make it last long enough for the mix-up kiss to happen just because that's so iconic. Yeah, it is. But I'm sure that they'll have to do that. <laughs> but we're watching Jesper and Wylan, their relationship grow. Mm-hmm. And we're watching them, like, fall for each other. And I think it'd be weird in the show if we have a different actor and Jesper... Yeah. Like, having that chemistry, but then he ends up with the other actor who's, mm-hmm. like, Wyland, like, with Wyland's face. Because I feel like all of us would, like, want the other actor yeah. to be there. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of hoping that they'll, like, make it shorter, mm-hmm. but still have the iconic mix-up. Yep. Because, yeah, like, in the book it doesn't matter because, like, we're still getting their personalities and they're, like, it's them. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel like in the show, visually, it would be a little bit, oh, the yeah. other actor's gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I just want, sorry, I'm so happy Jesper and Wyland got together, mm-hmm. and they were okay at the end of the book. Yep. Um, it was sad for Nina that Matthias, and for Matthias that he died, but, <laughs> and I was really glad how Kaz and Inej, like, their ending. Yeah. It makes sense. They need time. Kaz especially. And Inej, like, has to go off and, like, do the thing she's always wanted to do. Like, she's free. She can go anywhere. Um, and Kaz has, like, helped her make that possible. Yeah. And I was like, that's really awesome. I know. That he's like, go off and, like, do what you need to do. Like, maybe we'll, maybe you'll come back to me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which is really awesome of him. And she's awesome. So, like, yeah. And I love that she, like, straight up told him before, I deserve more than what you're trying to give me. Yep. Like, you can do better and I'll wait until you are better. But don't think you can still treat me the way you have been. Yeah, she doesn't want to have to compromise. Yeah, which is great. But I, I do want to see them come back together. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to see it happen. Which I feel like the last duology was kind of setting up. Mm-hmm. So let's dive into that one. Let's dive in. <laughs> yeah, I I was surprised by... Just because Crooked Kingdom, like, didn't really tie into the trilogy all that much. I was expecting King of Scars not to really tie in to anything all that much either. Because yeah. it kind of felt like... You have the original trilogy, and then you have these kind of, like, spin-off duologies. And so I was like, okay, here's, like, a brand new, almost, like, standalone feel thing. And it turned into not a standalone in any sense. Yeah. Yeah, it was just interesting, I think, because being able to see the characters from Shadow and Bone that I really didn't really care about at all, <laughs> seeing them r- written ten years later and incorporating them as, like, minor characters this time. I was, like, actually so excited. And I never thought I'd be like, oh my god, Alina's back. <laughs> or, like, the Darkling's back. But I was, like, so excited just because it was, like, it just felt like the most epic cameo ever. And mm-hmm. it wasn't even really a cameo. I mean, they were there for a while. 
as obviously the Darkling was there for a really long time. <laughs> but I just thought that was really cool. And I was like, wow, okay, so this tied back into that. And I did not expect it to end in any way tie into the Six of Crows I thing know. either. I was like, you're really... <laughs> so it made me think that 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 was the end end. Right. Because I was like, you've combined all these together, like, halfway through Rule of Wolves. I was like, it's all coming together. I was like, this is a really good way to end it, is to, like, have everything, you know. Mm -hmm. But then the ending of Rule of Wolves, (laughs) I was like, okay, that is not in any way, like, it's not a cliffhanger in the sense of, like, I mean, a little bit. (laughs) Well, not in the sense of, like, dire peril. Yeah. And so I was like, you could leave it alone. But also, it, like, totally sets it up for for another book in the series, which I had no idea, and I was very excited. Yes. But, yeah, I, yeah, I was just so excited because, like I said earlier, Nikolai was, like, the only redeeming part of the trilogy for me, and so to get him have his own duology, which he arguably isn't even the main character of his own duology, but I was just, like, so excited because he's so snarky, and I don't know, it's just cool to, because, like, his problems are so big, like, he's the king, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, he just has so much going on and so I liked how like broad the world felt because it's literally like war and stuff like it wasn't just centered around like one specific spot like Six of Crows was um but yeah and I also didn't like I didn't mind Zoya in the trilogy but she was just kind of there and I'm like in love with her now She's, I yeah. think she's definitely, like, my favorite, um, well, dang. <laughs> Across all of them, yeah. she's definitely my favorite female character, easily. Mm. I don't think she's my favorite character, like, period. But she would just blew me away. Like, literally from, like, the first ten pages, I was like, I love her. Yeah. Simple. I remember in the trilogy, the original trilogy, I mean, she's, like, antagonistic towards Alina. Mm-hmm. She's very much a mean girl, kind of, at the beginning. Yeah. And, I mean, she is... She's a mean person. (laughs) But, um, and then, I don't know, like, there were little moments, especially in Ruin and Rising, where she's just, like, I started to like her a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Like, there's the cave-in when they're trying to escape from the, um, trying to get away from the apparatus underground thing. Um, and, like, she and Alina kind of, like, hold on to each other for comfort a bit. But then they get out and she's still just, like, using some snark and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I really like Zoya. And, yeah, like, she definitely... You got to see more sides of her. And she grew. And then, yeah, in King of Scars, she's, like, on her game. Like, from, like you said, from page one, like, you find out Nikolai's gargoyle monster thing isn't fully gone. Mm -hmm. And he sometimes escapes from the palace. Yeah, (laughs) and she, like, chains him up every night. Yeah. it's, like, interesting. Yeah, and then, like, she goes to get him, and they're, like, in the carriage, and she's just, like... She's, like, okay, so in the trilogy, there's the moment when Adric loses his arm, Mm -hmm. and then everyone's kind of, like, treading lightly around him, like, trying to, like, make sure he's okay kind of thing, and then they're at the campfire, and then they're talking about someone, I think it's Sergei, who gave them away when the Darkling found them. And then Adric said something about, like, oh, I ought to wring his neck, and she's like, you need two hands for that. And he's just like... <laughs> and then Excuse he's you. just like, fine, I'll stab him then. And then it's like, you know, she, like, cut the tension. Yeah. She, like, she treated him like she'd always treated him, and that's, like, what he wanted. I think mm-hmm. he says that later on, like, that's what he wanted, that's what he needed. Um, and she does that... With Nikolai, too. Like, when they're in the carriage, and he turns back from the gargoyle, and she makes some crack about, like... Like, he's, like, smells like something, and she's, like, the last child you ate. And then it's, like... Like, dude! Like, that's not something to joke about. But, like, it's making him, like, feel better about the situation. Yeah, well, they're both... They're both so sarcastic. Yeah. That... Yeah. That's, like, the perfect match, like, humor-wise. Yeah. Too. I mean, in every way, but also humor-wise. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I... 
I don't know, because they were, like, I feel like through King of Scars, they were hinting at the Darkling coming back. And I remember I was confused, because, like, halfway through King of Scars, I was like, who's the villain? <laughs> like, there wasn't even, like, a main conflict, really. Like, mm. a big, like, who are we supposed to wish evil upon, or whatever. <laughs> And I was like, this is weird, because, like, all the other ones, it's, like, so obvious who the villain is. Yeah. Or in, or like... there's a clear goal. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know what's going on right now. And then they, like, have the freaking Darkling in the weird sand castle palace. <laughs> and I was like, interesting. Is this his cameo? Like, he's been <laughs> chilling here, and, like, it was supposedly unsuccessful to bring him back. And I was like, is that literally it? Like, that's where he enters this and also exits it and I was like there's no way but I was also just so surprised to see him there and then the fact that he literally came back I was like I was so shook but it was done so well too Mm -hmm. because I feel like if I'd known going in that the Darkling was in this I'd be like let's not because I hated him so much (laughs) in the trilogy but it was like a whole new vibe yeah I was shook when they're going out to do the like the where the fold used to be to, mm-hmm. like, do the... They're talking to all the monk people. Or not their monk, but what are they? There's some monks, but they're, like, the the Darkling... Oh, the Starless... Fanatics. Fanatic. Those guys. Weirdos, yeah. Um, they're, like, out there, and Zoe's getting mad, and then they go... Like, he and... She and Nikolai go back to, like, the skiff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like, the next chapter... Like, they've been, like, snatched up by some saints. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like, That I was, was like, so random. I know! I was, I was like, like, wait, wait. <laughs> And I was like, the saints are... Well, they're real. And, like, they were gone for so long. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, my God, they're... Because we spent all of Shadow and Bone, like, not saying that the saints weren't real, but, like, we knew Alina wasn't a saint. Right. Or that's, like, like, I don't know. That they were still alive. Yeah. I don't know. Like, they've been martyred, right? So, like, that's, like, what saints are about. (laughs) So, yeah, that was... That was really surprising. Yeah. Um, that took a while to get used to. Yeah. I was like, wait, 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 Because it starts with, like, there's a dragon, and it's like... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then there's, like, yeah, they're in this, like, weird palace, and I was like, how are they heading back? Like, how are they... I don't trust the vine lady. I didn't trust any of them, honestly, yeah. but then She's she was the only one who was... Yeah, I didn't know if we should trust the dragon guy either, but I was like, he's... He came through, though? Yeah, and he was more straightforwardly, like, antagonistic in the way, like, you know, like, he was snarky at them, and the other lady was like, we're all calm and Mm -hmm. friends here, I'm like, are we? And then... (laughs) But yeah, yeah, and then they have that whole ceremony thing, and... Yep. What a time. What a time, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, yeah, the fact that Zoya... Was able to take the dragon scales, yeah. and now she's dragon. What? Uh, that that's, like, the coolest thing ever. so dope. And, yeah, I don't know. It was just... I had so much fun with the Darkling, I think, in Rule of Wolves. Yeah. Because it's, like, all of the characters... Well, one, you get his POV sometimes, which mm-hmm. is really cool. But you get all of the characters' thoughts about him, and so it's, like, they've already known about him from the past as well, mm-hmm. and so it was, like, a whole different take on him. Re- like, it felt really fresh, but also, I feel like he was even more, like, <laughs> overdramatic mm-hmm. and, like, just annoyed at every yeah. single person, <laughs> and I was like, you're the one who body-snatched this Yuri guy, <laughs> and he has the audacity to get annoyed at Yuri's thoughts, and I'm like, you're literally in his body. I know. Like, what? Why are you... He's just, like, so, like, self-entitled to the point where it's, like, funny. 
So there was, like, weirdly a lot of humor with the Darkling. Yeah. That I just, like, I loved it. I was like, that's so... Like, never... I never thought that would happen. I think just because, like, so much of the angst was gone. Right. And then, like... And all the characters he's around hate him. Yeah. Like, all the main characters hate him. Yeah. And he's getting annoyed with his own, like, little cult following he's trying to build. Yeah. And he's, like, rolling his eyes at his followers. (laughs) And I'm like, this is what you wanted! And then you were telling me... Because I hadn't... I hadn't reread them recently, but I had gone through a little bit. But, like, he straight up murdered a guy and then was like, dang, now I have to figure out how to... Yeah, it was like <laughs> one of the main this. guys who was like preaching about how he needed to become a saint. And he did something or he said something that the Darkling didn't like. And so he just straight up killed him. But then the like blight thing came through and avoided the Darkling. And so it like took out everything in like a certain radius <laughs> except him and this dead body. <laughs> like people are gonna come running over here like to see if I'm okay yeah and they're gonna find this dead body (laughs) and so he was like just the way it was phrased was like it made it sound like he was so annoyed at the inconvenience of having to figure out how to dispose of this dead body Mm -hmm. and I was like what a time like what an icon honestly so retroactively I love him so much more now because (laughs) he was just a gem through that whole book and it's weird because like I mean everyone hates him right and he's still kind of like he he's fond of some people, though. Yeah. Like, the Grisha, and, like, I wouldn't say Nikolai necessarily, but he's just, like, I think he respects him as, like, an adversary. He's just, like, yeah. oh, like, you too are sarcastic and dramatic. Yes. And, like, <laughs> and, I like, you're really... the kind of enemy I, I deserve. Exactly. Kind of yes. It's, like, <laughs> dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, he did have his moments. I remember being, like, when he was coming back, I was, like, oh, no. And then, yeah, he was back, and I was like, okay, this isn't as bad. I think you brought it up, because I'd also thought it, but you texted me and were like, this is very Voldemort Quirtle. Yes. And I was like, that is Which is vibe. an impeccable <laughs> dynamic. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed that, and he literally was like that the whole time, which, I yeah, I just loved, like, he never fully got his form back. No. No. <laughs> and he barely, honestly, he barely really accomplished anything. <laughs> In the time that he became, like, Yuri... I feel like he had all these grand plans, and then he ended up doing, like, half of one of them. <laughs> and that was it. And so I kind of enjoyed that, too. Because I was like, at the end of King of Scars, I feel like he, his motivation is, like, a 100. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of Rule of Wolves, <laughs> he's like, I'll take 1% of what I set out here to do. <laughs> and I will see myself out. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And Managing like, his expectations. My favorite moment was when he, like, brings them all to battle. Like, he, and now he's like, these are his soldier guys. Like, he used to command the Grisha, but now yep. he's got, like, these random, these randos. That he hates. <laughs> and on the field of battle, he, like, starts saying Sancta Zoya, mm-hmm. and she flies in as the dragon, and Nikolai's like, like, you just called her a saint, and the Darkling winks at him. Yep. Like, you and I both know, like, yep. that's some BS, but, you know, we're playing to the crowd, and Nikolai's like, do not include me in this. Yeah. Like, we're not friends. Stop winking. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, but, yeah. the dynamic is so good it's between great. Nikolai and, and the Darkling, then, honestly. when they, at the end, realize the Blight can only be stopped if they, like, put the Darkling in a tree thing, and Nikolai's gonna do it, and then Zoya was gonna do it, um, and he's just like, guys, we all know it should be me. Like, like he's like, I finally get to, like, you know, save Ravka, like, you're gonna have to, you owe me now. Like, kind of, like he, it wasn't, he didn't say that, but it was like, that was the energy. He yeah. was like, he's just like, I get to save people now. Like, and he's like, and I will be, wait for it, a saint, <laughs> because I will sacrifice. Yeah. And I was like, in a way, he did... <laughs> Kind of get what he wanted, yeah. but also 
I feel like it wasn't what he expected when he first returned at the right. end of the Like, I just love his weird arc there. Yeah, where he's, he's like, like, you know what, I'll, just, I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> the, it. The end goal is saving Gravka. Like, how we're gonna do it? I don't know. I don't know. People will probably die. And it turns out it might have to be me. <laughs> yeah. Why don't I imprison myself in a tree? Mm. Alive. Alive. Suffer for eternity. But in return, you have to make me officially sane. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, well, okay. But then at the, e- at the very end... Yeah. They're like, hmm, how can we manage to actually kill him off so he's yeah. not... So I'm like, you're not even... They're like, <laughs> he's literally not even getting what he thought he was getting. <laughs> They're literally the doing what Wyland said. We're gonna wake him up so we can kill him. Exactly. <laughs> like, but they're gonna replace it with this saint heart. And, yeah. And that's how they're getting the Six of Crows people but back together. But can you imagine? So excited. Can you imagine? <sighs> the next book, obviously, is gonna have, like, all of our favorite characters. Everyone. But also, they are going to have to wake him up just to kill him. Yeah. And whatever conversation <laughs> that they might have with him before they do that is gonna be, like, the greatest thing I've ever experienced in my Yeah, life. it's gonna be like, great. Like, he's and gonna be so upset. We're probably gonna get a whole book of Kaz and Nikolai on a heist together. I know. Yeah. And that and one scene of them together? doing a heist together in this... Mm-hmm was everything. It was like, so good. It was so good. It was everything. Yeah, it was great. And then, like, yeah, like, he shows up, Kaz pulls a Sherlock Holmes and pretends yep. to be an old beggar man yep. and follows them eavesdropping from the harbor. And then, I love, he just, like, takes them through this random tunnel without any preamble just to, like, confuse them. And then it's, of course, Jesper and Wylan, which made me so happy. Yep. Um, and you find out that he's not, he's welcome there, but, like, Wyland's like, you better not be asking my boyfriend to break the law, because, (laughs) like, we're not, we're not doing that. And, like, Kaz, like, casually (laughs) teases Nikolai about, like, him liking Zoya, Mm -hmm. within, like, the first, like, literally, it's one of the first things he says. And then Nikolai is, like, right back at him, like, uh, your Inej could be in danger, and he's just like, Inej who? What do you mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's just, they agree to break the law for a niche, yeah. and it's, it's great. It um, is. And then, yeah, they're on a heist together, and it's awesome, and it's, I'm, I'm really hoping we get some of that in the next book, because there has to be one. There, there has, has to, to be, be another book. Yeah. Um, because we need closure on the Inej-Kaz relationship. That's the one, number one thing I want from that book. Not necessarily, like, I don't know. Because we had closure, and, like, they went their separate ways, and they're still in love, but, like, you know, I don't know. Like, I just want them... I just want them to, yeah, have a more, like, definitive ending. Speaking of romance, I, from the first, like, two chapters, was already shipping Nikolai and Zoya so hard. Yeah. And I remember I texted you, and I was like, are we supposed to be shipping them? (laughs) It became clear later that we were. Yeah. But, like, right off the bat, you didn't know how really they felt about each other yet. Mm -hmm. But I was already, like, I am... 100% 100% invested in this. Yes. And I I just wanted a crumb of like, <laughs> a relationship. <laughs> and I got nothing in King of Scars. And then I was waiting through all of... I mean, there was like a couple like cute lines, I guess. Yeah. But it was like their own thoughts about the other one. Not like... There weren't enough like cute scenes with them together. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Rule of Wolves, like... They better get together. <laughs> they better get together. And literally, like, within the last 50 pages of Rule of Wolves, I was like, thank you. <laughs> and it was so cute. Mm-hmm. And I'm also super happy she's a queen. Yes. Like, literally, literally and metaphorically, she is a queen. So yes. that's accurate. 
But I think I was just weirdly, like, I didn't used to be, like, a romance person. And, like, in in the Six of Crows thing, I was happy with what was in there. Like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't like, oh, I wish we had more cute scenes with so-and-so. I didn't really feel like that. And I don't know if I've ever really actually felt like that. But for (laughs) some reason, in this, I was, like, kind of sad that they got together at the very end. Mm -hmm. Like, I wanted more romance between him and Zoya. Which I thought was interesting, because that's, like, never really happened before. And I was like, this isn't a romance book. But it was in my heart. (laughs) I was reading it with romance on the brain. I was impressed with, like... Because, I don't know, like, usually in the YA books, and in fantasy in general, they're like, okay, we have a lot of stuff to do. We have so many things we have to prioritize, and, like, we gotta, like, defeat people. We gotta, you know, I don't have time for the other stuff. And then in the other stuff, it's like... They always, like, crumble and, like, get together. Or they, like, are distracted by, like, feelings for someone else. And then it's, like, a whole at-war kind of thing. Yeah. Which you kind of get with, like, Kaz and Inej, but it's for different reasons. Um, it's because of trauma. But, like, yeah, in this one, it was, like, they're actually following through on, like, we don't have time for romance. Exactly. Like, we need to sideline yeah. it. They were, like, no, like... <laughs> literally, we don't have time. Yeah. And I'm, like, surely. <laughs> There's always time. But... There truly wasn't. No. And, yeah, I... Ugh, they're just I respect so it, cute. but... <laughs> I do, too. Yeah, but, but they're meant uh, to be, so... Yeah, so that was very unexpected. Yeah. But I... Oh, my God. <laughs> King of Scar... Maybe this duology for me is just a slow burn romance. That's what... That's the I mean, genre I'm calling it. It is very slow burn. It is the like, slowest burn. <laughs> Like, we have his whole thing about, like, her hair ribbon in the mm-hmm. second book, which is hilarious, because it's just, like, it's literally every single time he's, like, she keeps tying her hair back like that, she needs to stop, and, like, and then Zoya has, like, little moments, like, when he's, I forget why he's injured, but he's injured, I think he got burned or something, yeah, he got burned because that princess lady, her guard oh, set themselves on fire, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Which is a whole other aspect of this book that we haven't even touched upon. Honestly, it was the least interesting to me. Oh, okay. (laughs) But, um, so he's, like, getting tended to or whatever, and he, like, asks her to stay, and he's, like, half asleep and in pain and, like, the equivalent of being medicated, like, under healing powers or whatever. And, like, he asks her to stay, and she has the moment she's like, oh, I would stay forever if I could, Mm -hmm. but... And I'm like, then do it. Yeah! (laughs) I dare you. So I'm just like, the self-control these people have is, like, really great. But yeah, I did want a little bit more, like, after, like, they get together. Yeah. I just also wanted to see everyone else's reaction to this, because, like, they hinted at it a couple times, like, oh, I think it's Tolia or Tamar. They're there. Mm -hmm. One of them has a really good line about, like, Nikolai's heart is in his eyes. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, (laughs) what a line. Good job. Yeah, and then the Darkling makes a couple comments, and then about, like, you know, she's gonna live longer than you, Mm -hmm. and Nikolai's like, I will love her from my grave, and I'm like, holy crap, this dude. (gasps) Yeah. Stunning. Yeah. Speaking of romance, that didn't end well. (laughs) We should talk about Jenya and David. Because, okay, so, Jenya, I love Jenya. Um, she's really cool, and she's had the the roughest time yeah. throughout it. I think maybe out of, like, just everyone in, like, Shadow and Bone, like, she had a hard time. Mm-hmm. And then in Rule of Wolves, things are going great for her. Like, she's got David, um, she's helping Zoya and David lead the Grisha, and she's gonna get married again in a bigger ceremony mm-hmm. to David, the love of her life. And then they have the wedding... And it's great. And then the palace laboratories get, like, attacked. And David dies on their wedding day. (sighs) Which I was mad when I read it because... Well, one, it's partly because, like, out of all of the Grisha, 
David's the one who's, like, not a fighter. And so, like, all of the others, you're like, okay, you're in battle situations. Like, I kind of expect it if something happens to you. But David, he's not in battle situations, really. And he's also kind of the one that's, like, the others kind of, like, feel protective about. So, like, I, as a reader, feel kind of protective about him. And then, yeah, like, he's gone so quickly. And it happens so suddenly without warning. And I was, like, I was mad because I was, like, this is very... It felt, like, a little bit, like, contrived. Like, oh, yeah, of course it's going to be David, the cinnamon roll, taken cruelly on his wedding day. I was, like, there's just so many factors here. So I was, like, more mad than I was sad. And also, like, I love Jenny and I love David, but, like, neither one of them are, like, my favorite favorites. Yeah. So I was, like, okay. But then we're at the funeral scene, right? And Jenny standing there with Zoya and, like, Nikolai can, like, barely say what he wants to say in the eulogy like Mm -hmm. and Zoya even like because it's her perspective and she like has the thought that like he doesn't sound like a king or like a leader right now he just sounds like someone who's lost his friend and I was like yeah and then Jenna can like barely like she's like I can't do it like I can't say it so like Zoya has to speak for her and then like she tries and she says stuff and then like she goes to put his notebook with him and says like for when we meet in the next life and like it has all of his like notes about how to like compliment her and how to like make her happy and I just I just like I was like crying (laughs) like tears falling and I was like why am I so sad like because it was just I don't know it was the funeral specifically was so well written and there was just so much grief and like it felt so genuine Mm -hmm. and yeah I was just and I thought at the time I was like okay maybe it's just because I'm reading this late at night like feeling emotional but when I literally reread it like last week same thing happened it was like (laughs) It was noon, and I was, like, sitting in my room, tears streaming down. And I was like, okay, this is just well-written, then. Wow. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. How did how did that whole thing hit you? It didn't. <laughs> I didn't really care about David. Jenya was cool in the trilogy, but I didn't... I wasn't, like, super stoked she cameoed in Six of Crows duology, necessarily. Um, I, yeah, she was funny when she was doing Wild in Space, though. Yeah. But, yeah. And... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think... I felt ambivalent about both of them, especially him, but, like, it was sad, but I think I was probably more sad about, like, Nina and Matthias. Yeah. But the funeral scene was really well written. Yeah. I just think, I don't know, I get David's, like, charm, but I didn't really like the whole note thing. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was kind of cringy. I don't know, like, that he has to take notes on, like, what makes her super happy or whatever. I'm like, I don't know. It just, I don't know, it's just such, like, a character choice. And so I didn't really vibe with him. And I was like, I wouldn't want to be with someone like that. So when he died, I was like, "Mm." But then, like, and the note thing at the end with the funeral, I was like, I get it. But also, I was like, it's still kind of cringy. I don't know. (laughs) So I had a weird time with with him especially, like, even in, like, because he died in Rule of Wolves, right? Even in King of Scars, I was like, I just don't like his characterization, really. Mm. I don't know. But I can get why people would like it. I just think he's, like, randomly, like, a supporting character that has, like, a really distinct vibe. Yeah. And you either like it or you don't. And I was like, I I would hate to, like, know (laughs) someone like that. And, like, I don't know. (laughs) I feel, I feel, like, so negative right now. No. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. So I didn't, I didn't really feel a thing. But I was like, that is sad. And I, and I liked, because I like Nikolai so much, I was like, him trying to talk at that funeral, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. But it wasn't necessarily related to Jenya, even though it is directly related to Jenya. Yeah. I, I do So think. I was surprised that you cried both times you read it. Yeah. Because I was like, they're I still pretty, too. like, in the whole span of all the books, pretty supporting. So, yeah, I was surprised to hear that, because I wouldn't have thought you would be that sad about it. Yeah, I think... 
I think you're right that, like, it is a strong, like, character choice, and I do think if he was in it more, it would have gotten annoying. But she, I think she's using him, like, the right amount throughout. And, yeah, I don't know. I think it, I think it was more the fact that everyone else was so upset. Yeah. Is what gets me. And I do think if it was, like, like a show, like, I was watching it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that would probably hit me harder. Yeah. Because then you'd have, like, you'd be watching other people be upset about it. So then I'd probably get super sad, but not necessarily, like, because of him, but, like, because of everyone else, like you said. But it was, compared to other funeral scenes I've read and things, that was a really good one. Yeah, definitely. And, like, everyone's reaction seemed, like, super genuine and everything. So it was, yeah, it was definitely sad, but I also, I was just breezing through it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm, let's get back to the Darkling. I don't know. <laughs> And then the the third romance that's in this duology, Nina and Hana. Mm-hmm. At first, in King of Scars, you pointed it out when you were reading it, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, you're right." At first, you don't you're not sure why they're both like both storylines are in the book. Like, why is Nina's storyline connect? How are they connected to Nikolai's and the, and Zoya's? And then in Rule of Wolves, it's a little bit more clear because they're talking about how like Nina's passing them information that they're using um, in then their it, war. Yeah, and then at like the very end, it's like, oh, okay, she like ended the war basically. Right. And to, but yeah, for King of Scars, you're like, I don't know how. Even yeah. even then though, I'm like, they interact like Nina and like Nikolai and them interact at the very end of the whole thing. And so it's still almost, like, I get how it ties together, but it almost still felt like it didn't need to be part of the same book. Mm -hmm. Like, it could have been two separate things. But yeah, especially in King of Scars, yeah, it feels so disjointed because they never interact with each other and their storylines are so separate that it's like, oh, you just know that, like, Nikolai sent her off to help him with stuff. And I'm like, okay, but all the action is in Nikolai's chapters. And it felt like Nina was doing her own weird thing. But, yeah, Hana, I really liked her character from the beginning. And it was refreshing because... (laughs) <laughs> the first, like, half of King of Scars is Nina talking about Matthias every five seconds. And I was like, can we please move on? And then she did. And yeah. Hana, I think... Like, she buries Matthias and then bumps into Hana. Yep. That, and that, that does seem a little fast because of how upset she was about Matthias. Yeah. It seems a little improbable. But I also wasn't mad about it because I was like, Hana, I like her way more than Matthias. Mm. Like, for Nina especially. I was like, they're just really cute together. Yeah. And and then in a way I'm like, well, I'm happy that she's happy after all this, all the tragedy she's been through. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm happy, like, at the end of Rule of Wolves that, like... She's off and she's happy and everything. Yeah. So that was good. But it was surprising. But I was also... It was really nice, I think, also just to not have a bunch of, like, heterosexual relationships. Oh, yeah. I was like, here we go. <laughs> so that was really refreshing as well. Yeah. And then, obviously, Nina's a bisexual queen. Yes. And we love to see it. So that was really cool. But it, it did felt... Like, the timeline portion of it felt mm-hmm. a little jarring. Yeah. Because it is supposed to be a year after Crooked Kingdom. So but she I hasn't think, even buried him. Exactly. I'm like, she really hasn't moved on at all yeah. in that year. I feel like if she, like if Matthias was already buried and it had been a year, I would be a little bit more able to believe it. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, not to say that I don't believe it. Yeah, I don't it, believe like, it. It's just, like, for how much she was in love with him. Yeah. And, like, how heartbroken she was. It just, see, it does seem kind of, and, like, yeah. at the beginning of King of Scars, like, how still heartbroken she was. And, like, she yeah. hadn't buried him yet. And she was keeping him around. Mm-hmm. And all this stuff that it's, like, all of a sudden it was like, oh. Hana. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm happy for you, but yeah. I don't know. It just, it was very like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, so it took me a second to like get used to that. Yeah. And then I was like shipping them so hard because yeah. I was like, Nina deserves to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. 
My mom, that was one of the first, first things she said when she was reading the duology. She's like, it's too soon. She's like, Matthias, like, she just buried Matthias. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> like, my no, mom it. liked Matthias a lot more than, than I did. Um, I don't know if he was one of her favorites, but, like, she was, she liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I agree. Like, I kind of wish, like, maybe she'd met Hannah in the second book, but then this would have had to been, like, a trilogy. So he would have had more time with Hannah. Right. But, like, yeah. But I was like, okay, well, we, she did need, sorry, Bardugo needed Matthias's body not buried so then he and Nina could be having conversation well Nina could think that they they were having conversations yeah. kind of thing so I get and then that's how she like figures out the whole factory bone situation yeah. so I get why Matthias had to be unburied but like yeah it was it did feel kind of odd yeah. like kind of quick um yeah and then at the end like they're together mm-hmm. and that's good they're helping bring change to Fierda and peace between Fierda mm-hmm. and Radka. The one thing I'm a little bit sad about is that, like, yes, Hana is now in a body that she's more comfortable with, mm-hmm. which I'm really happy about. I love that aspect of it. But I'm a little bit sad she still has to pretend to be someone else. And Nina does, too. Yeah, they both do. And I was like, I wish they'd been able to, like... But then they wouldn't have been able to bring peace. But, like, yeah. I kind of wish did, they'd been able to get away. It did seem like more of a sacrifice yeah. than... Hana and Nina, like, acknowledged. Yeah. Like, to me, like, reading it, I was like, there's, like, some serious downsides to this, like, in the long run. Yeah. But they didn't really think about any of those. And, like, I think Nina had, like, asked, are you sure this is what you want, like, to keep being the prince and all this? And it was like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Sure. Like, like, that's just, like, a huge life decision. Yeah. You know, like, it'd be different if they could, like, go run off together. Yeah. And tailor themselves to the cover they want and not have to pretend to be somebody who is still alive and people know, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. That just takes over your whole life. Yeah, because other people are going to have memories about this dude. Yeah. And, like, maybe stuff they've said to him, stuff he's said to them, like, or things that he's done. And Hana can, like, to some extent, like, oh, he's got a new, like, lease on life, so, like, she can be whoever she wants to be and right. just, like... But, like, mannerisms like, or, like... Yeah. Yeah, memories. Yeah. yeah. Like, especially because his... It's hard. That guy's mom is still alive, right? And she, like, mm-hmm. really... Like, she's the one, I think, who was closest to him. So what if she realizes, like, this isn't my kid? Yeah. That's... Awkward. Yeah. So I'm wondering if there is going to be another book, if that's also something that maybe will get worked out. Yeah, I feel like maybe there'll be, like, a minor plot line. Be, just because it's, like, if you're going to have a book with a bunch of, like, the crows, it's, yeah. like, Nina can be there. Like, it makes sense for them to be in it, but not be be even, like, half the plot. Because the plot kind of, it would be really continuing the plot from this duology. Right. When you're then incorporating, it's, like, it'd literally be, like, a 3,000-page book. Yeah. But I could, I do hope they kind of, like, I hope we get to see them in the next book. Right. And, like, kind of have that explore that a little bit more i just uh, the fact that they're like setting it up for another heist i know I'm like i'm so ready for but i don't know so many of the characters are rulers now like hana and nina have like a country to run zoya has a country to run nikolai could probably get away but you know that means zoya can't be there kind of thing so i'm like so who is gonna end up going on the heist like nikolai kaj inej maybe jesper and wyland i hope but like that's yeah so i don't know how nina's or zoya are really gonna get to be in it yeah if they're Maybe, maybe they'll go anyway, and Zoya, well, Nikolai did it, he left the country in the hands of his friends, um, and an imposter, who, I forgot to mention the imposter guy, is his name Isaac? Yeah. Okay, 
I loved him. I know. I was sad he died. I know. He did such a good job. Like, he was, like, this guard dude who's, like, super smart, learning some languages, likes poetry, and then he's friends with Nikolai, and it's just, like, I don't really know how that happened, but here we are, and they're, like, yeah, we need you to pretend to be him, and it's, like, that's so much to put on him, and then he, like, rises to the occasion. He's just, like, I think I can pretend to be Nikolai. Like, here's something Nikolai would say, mm-hmm. and he's doing a great job, and then, yeah, I was really sad. Yeah. I was, like, I liked him. I did, too. But anyway, yeah, maybe, maybe Jenya will run the country for a while, and Zoya will go on the heist. Maybe Tolia and Tamar will go on the heist, too. That'd be fun. I hope Zoya does go, but... But at the same time, it's like, she can turn into a dragon. So, like, that's a huge thing to have in your arsenal. Right. But, I mean, she honestly was, like, more of a main character, I think, than Nikolai. At least in Rule of Wolves, it felt like it. Because it was following her and, like her whole, like, arc of, like, learning more powers and then becoming a dragon and now she's yeah. a queen. I'm like, so maybe she, maybe they won't focus on her as much just because, like, this really focused on her a lot. So I could see, like, she'll be in it, but having Nikolai, like, maybe not have her go on the heist. Yeah. And have Nikolai go on the heist. He can go and off and be a pirate again. Exactly. He can be pirate besties with Inej. That's really another thing that I really, really want. I'm just sad because didn't this come out in 20... Wait, when did Royal Wolves come out? 2021? Mm-hmm. At the beginning? I, I want to say it was like 2020. Oh, okay. But maybe. Actually, you might be right. It might have been earlier this year, 2021. Which means we're not getting that I book know. for a little bit. Ah, that makes me sad. But that's really exciting. I'm so excited. Yeah. I never, I did not think it would end like that at all. I thought it was going to have like a really solid like wrap up conclusion kind mm. of feeling. But I was like, oh, you're scheming on something else. <laughs> so don't leave me hanging. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it will be more than one book too. I feel like it'd be weird at if this point wasn't. if it wasn't. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. She has the duology thing down, I think. She really does. And I much prefer reading a duology rather than a trilogy at this point. Well, she's also switched to third person, which I think was, like, a big downside, maybe, of the first trilogy is that it's all one person in first person. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I would would think it would be a duology, probably. I would actually think it'd be really cool if someday she goes back and rewrites Shadow and Bone with, like, maybe a rotating perspective and Mm -hmm. maybe third person yes i think that'd be really cool that would be cool but at the same time it's like it is what it is and it's still good yeah i so. mean it's it's the og to everything yeah. so i'm like it gives us all the best exactly yeah. Yeah. it just definitely feels like distinctly like older than these other four like it kind of feels like it's own little time capsule <laughs> yeah but yeah i think that's all we really have to say about yeah. these i don't even know what to call it series what do you call it when there's multiple series in one overarching i guess you just call it a verse <laughs> yeah the G, the GCU, the G, the GBU, both universe. Yeah. Okay. But it's starting to have, it has a cinematic universe now. That's true. With the show. Oh my God, Milo. We didn't even talk about Milo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then, so like when when they're talking about they're going to go see the conductor and go through the shadow fold, I was like, are we about to meet Nikolai? And it was not Nikolai, but I was like, okay. (laughs) But anyway, I'm excited for season two of that um, because we're going to get Nikolai and I hope Wyland, but I have no idea how they're going to bring in Six of Crows plot line. Yeah, I kind of wish that they weren't in the same show. Maybe they'll split off into have a Six of Crows show after this. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be cool. Um, Because I I think I'd rather have them separate. And with crossovers. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like the (laughs) the Marvel. Kind of like the GCU. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think we talked about everything there is to talk about now. Yeah. So that's our jam this week. Thank you for listening and for watching. 